This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 28 of the Wisdom by Lisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to Wisdom by Wissa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Sophia, thanks for joining us again today on episode 28. Yeah, hey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Good. Well, this is always one of our favorite sections of the podcast where you come in and give us tidbits and stuff. I think exciting news today, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes. And um, I think most probably know that WISA is host of the International Western English and Apparel and Equipment Markets. Retailers attend a shop for their stores. But besides the business opportunities that you offer them, what kind of fun can buyers and exhibitors expect during the trade shows? Yeah, so the West Side Trade Shows are B2B events. So, of course, it's what people actually go there for. But we also want our buyers and also exhibitors to network during the West Side Shows to really appreciate that they're part of this great equine industry and to celebrate with one another. So on Friday, for example, the first day of the trade show, we'll put on an opening night party including an awards presentations, giveaways, and a special entertainment. Special entertainment. Well, can is that a secret, or can you tell us what this special entertainment is? It's not a secret anymore now, as of right now. So we're <laughs> super excited to announce that we've booked a special musical guest or entertainment yeah. by Josh Ward, and he'll perform live on Friday January 10th, around 6.20. So we hope that everyone can join us and celebrate and celebrate mm-hmm. while listening to Josh Ward. And we'll send out some more information soon, but our Wisdom by Wessa guests or listeners get to hear about this first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we know that WISA is a place for business, uh, absolutely, but it's also a place for fun. And that's <laughs> the great thing that so many like-minded people come together at WISA to not only do business, uh, but to meet new people and to enjoy each other's company with like-minded people. So that's exciting. It sounds like fun. I hope I can attend and I'm sure Mike hopes he can attend too. And absolutely. um, Yeah. And January (laughs) is just right around the corner. Honestly, let's not get too excited for winter, but nonetheless, January is not that far away. So thanks for joining us again today and breaking some news on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Well, we have a really great guest lined up today. I think everybody will be very familiar, so enjoy the interview today. Scully Leather Company has a 113-year history producing leather products. You can see several of its items in the Smithsonian Institute and the Museum of Flight in Seattle, as well as in some of the most popular Western movies and TV series. In addition to producing high-quality leatherwear, The company's marketing program relies heavily on showrooms and trade shows. Company President Dan Scully joins us today to talk about all that. 
Hey, Dan, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the Wisdom by WISA podcast. Well, I look forward to speaking with you. Thanks for uh, including me. Well, I think this is going to be fun. I got to tell you, any company with a 113-year history has an awful lot of interesting stories to tell. Plus, there's some great ideas moving forward. I've read a little bit about the past of the company, but for those listeners to our podcast who enjoy history, you've played a great role in some of it. Why don't you just touch on some of the uh, highlights of Scully's involvement in history? Sure. We started back in 1906 in Napa, California. In the, in the beginning, we manufactured gloves, and very soon thereafter, we got involved in the apparel industry and started making leather jackets. During the wars, we made leather flying helmets. I have a few in my office right here, as well as um, other leather products. And we actually made jackets for uh, pilots in World Wars One and Two, and they are in the Smithsonian, as well as the uh, Seattle Museum of Flight. We also outfitted Admiral Byrd's expedition to the Antarctic, with gloves, jackets, and some type of headgear. And so we've been around a while and, of course, got involved in the Western industry early on. I always like to say that, you know, when you talk about the Old West, we are actually around during the Old West. When you think about it, we came in uh, at the the onset of the 1900s, which was the Old West. So we were part of history in, in that regard. We actually lived in, in that era. And um, you did, and, and you've also been involved in showbiz. In showbiz. Right. You've provided oh, clothing for some of the TV series, I understand. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the old, if you go all the way back to to- all the, to- the Tombstone movies, uh, you know, just any movie that you could think of that has Western apparel, what, what the, uh, the folks would do is come, come to us and, and have us, uh, you know, outfit the entire cast. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, they were down here like once every two months because they beat up the clothes. Everyone in town wore the clothes, you know. But I could go through Open Range, Yuma, 310 at Yuma. Uh, you just go through any of the, you know, fairly authentic movies that you've seen over the years. Pretty much it's got the Scully Wallmaker apparel. Well, great. And now that personality and that that talent for making clothes and your desire to produce and market clothes has moved into the the current day. If one looks on the website, there is this huge variety of garments uh, that you design and make. I know that you and I have talked about your reliance on showroom marketing and trade show marketing as a way to keep in touch with retailers. Let's switch gears a little bit from Tombstone and movies and history and talk about how you see the market today and the role that you see for trade shows like WISA and for showrooms. I think you have three. You've just built an opening, a new one in terms of introducing retailers to your product line and introducing retailers to you. Well, as far as the, the showrooms go, I mean, of course, we have the Denver showrooms and the Dallas showroom you know, Wisa is moving to, to, as you know, to Dallas, and we already have a showroom in Dallas. We always show there anyway, and we, uh, we're just transitioning from our existing showroom to a 1,000-square-foot a atrium showroom. So that's an upgrade as far as our position in, the, in that particular in the mart, and that's to accommodate what goes on at the Wesa show, which is, as you know, is a, an enormous show. It's a really important show for us. But as far as the, you know, in general... 
Western Western apparel has has uh, to me the industry seems to have expanded over all the years I've been doing this, and I think that there's a lot of crossover into contemporary uh, marketplace too. Now we we enjoy that marketplace in that, for example, we were uh, Scully was an original founder of Magic. That's the Men's Apparel Guild. Most people don't know what that means. Men's Apparel Guild in California. That originally was in Palm Springs, and it was only men's, and it was only California manufacturers. Today, it's the largest trade show in the world, and it's in Las Vegas. So we we show in two venues there, Project as well as The Win. And but we throughout the year we show in I think fifty three trade shows. So we're very active that way. We, of course, have our representatives that are out on the road and working concurrent with a trade show situation. And so, but we feel we're very excited about our industry. We always have been, and we see a great future going forward. One interesting thing to look at, you look at one of the most successful retail stocks today that's traded on the stock exchange. It's Boot Barn. Barn's doing better than Macy's and the rest of them. I, if that means anything to anybody, but I mean, to me, it's kind of fascinating. I, you yeah. know, it's just uh, uh, because why? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a somewhat niche. I mean, you know, let's face it, Western Western boots are niche, and Western apparel is, is a bit niche. But um, it's 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 interesting how, especially men, I've noticed over all these years I've been doing this, is that men want to have a pair of boots. It's just you know, it's a look. Men want to have at least one pair of boots. Maybe they're not cowboys, but they want to have a pair of boots. And men and women, well, let's just say men particularly like leather. They like leather apparel. Uh, You know, we sell types of leather apparel that normally sometimes don't endure through various fashion season, uh, fashion uh, cycles. But they're always there. The Western, the Western gentleman is always there to buy that, to buy the leather product. Because it just it sort of represents the West in some way, and that applies to women also. So yeah, that's a that's a very interesting statistic about boot barn comparison to Macy's, and I I didn't know that that that's very very intriguing. But it also shows me how much that you do pay attention to the Western industry to know that fact. And to me, if I were a retailer, that'd be very comforting to me because I know that I would be working with somebody that is paying attention and following this Western industry as a whole. So speaking of retailers, talk about the amount of retailers you have, their location across uh, America, across the the world, I'm assuming, and because that's a big part of it. I know one for sure, a, a, a wonderful little town in Colorado, Steamboat Springs. I know you guys are in FM White and Sons because I just saw something the other day. So when I saw your name come up on the guest list today, I thought, you know, I can't imagine how many retailers you, you, you're in. So talk about that a little bit. Well, God bless you for purchasing your Scully product. But yeah, we, of course, we sell... Uh, both contemporary and Western, and then some crossover-type stores. You know, we sell Cavenders. I mean, all the major players, of course, Boot Barn. Yeah. And, you know, the the better stores, I would say in the United States, we probably have, you know, 1,800 customers. And then we do sell to other countries. And pretty much we're not aggressively out there with representation, you know, physically. Uh, but we do, yeah. through our trade shows, we do, these folks do come our trade shows at right. great expense to them by the way but you know they do come and and we work with them we, we, we work with any 
any of the, the better accounts throughout the world that, uh, you know, we're happy to yeah. work with. And, and uh, Sure. So, you know, and we do a lot with Australia, believe it or not. I mean, Australia is really, um, they, they're really into the old West over there. And of course, mm-hmm. in Europe, mm-hmm. they've always loved Western, Western apparel. Sure. And Western footwear. I think... So, I think when we hear Scully, a lot of people would immediately think leather. But the fact of the matter is you carry so many different products. Um, I I purchased a Scully shirt, a beautiful little shirt. Um, Nonetheless, talk about your product line because there's really something for everybody, whether it is leather, whether it um, you did mention a crossover, you mentioned contemporary, um, obviously Western, there's Old West. You also have accessories, but you have a very wide range of products. Yes, we we tap back into the retro look, which was started many years ago, back in you know the silver screen era when Roy Rogers and Dale Evans rode around uh, with you know decorated shirts. It wasn't the macho cowboy that you see today, the, the Clint Eastwood type situation. These guys with guitars and uh, and retro shirt, you know the decorated shirts. Well, we we tap back into that market because we recognized that there might be something there. So we brought it back. And at first it was interesting because all, you know, the rockers would buy it. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like mainstream, you know, they, sure. and they were wearing it on stage. And then all of a sudden our Western customer, Western wear store customers realized what was happening and came right back into the market. And we were actually the first to bring it back. I'm not going to say we were the first to ever do it. That goes way back, but sure. we did bring it back. And uh, it was interesting is we were, you know, because we do the Old West, the authentic Old West through Wallmaker and Rangewear, and that's mm-hmm. what cowboys really wore. But we were sitting around one day looking, you know, kind of looking at some of these old retro pictures while we were designing or, you know, recreating Old West styles. So we, we do that from old silhouettes and books that we have. But we're looking at, at the old retro style. Well, let's try that. We bring that back. It's kind of interesting. And, and we did. Yeah. And bam, you know, it really it really took off. And today today it's huge. And we do have our, our the various lines. We have Honey Creek, which is 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 not leather. It's 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 apparel, and it's um, it you know it it covers the entire spectrum of women's wear. But you know West, and then we have the Cantina Clothing Company, which is uh, uh, Cantina Clothing, which is primarily Peruvian cotton, and it's women's. And uh, then we have the Wallmaker Rangewear, which is pure Old West play. And and so and then we have all our accessories. We do the handbags, and and yes, I mean our our divisions, many divisions, and we we have an expansive offering, both for Western and contemporary. But you know the one that brought us to the party was the Western business. I mean at least I you know I personally have been doing this 52 years, and you know I've I've nice. loved every minute. Been to every I've been to Denver. I only missed one trade show in in the last 52 years in Denver. So. You know, um, my heart is heavily weighted, heavily leaning toward the Western. Sure. Well, experience mixed with your passion for the industry um, is, um, I would say, very comforting. If uh, if I were a retailer, these are things that I would be thinking and paying attention to. Um, you mentioned about being a founding member of um, Magic. Uh, you've also mentioned having permanent showrooms in Denver and Dallas, but also in Atlanta. Let's talk about your relationship with WISA. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention Atlanta. <clears throat> That's a 2,000 square foot showroom, and it's a great, it's a great location. Um, it's the relationship with Wessa. Is that what you asked me? Yes, sir. Well, you know, we we've been there since I say the beginning, because my my father before me would go 
every year. And we've been, you know, we obviously it's the most important. It's the organization for the Western industry, and it's been really good to us. And I feel that we've, you know, we're great partners for them, and they're great partners for us. And it's been just a great association. At least I can speak for my my tenure, which is, as I said, 52 years. And uh, I remember, you know, going back 52 years ago when I'd show up at that show. And uh, and it's quite a bit expanded from those days, and it's a much, you know, much more elaborate venue. And and I I think in uh, when it's in Dallas, it'll be it'll be good too. So, yes. We'll see. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mike, do you want to jump back in? Well, I was just going to ask another question you've kind of touched on, but with the number of retailers you have, the frequency with which you see them in your showrooms or at WISA, are you picking up any new trends or developments that you feel comfortable sharing at this time from a a business standpoint? Well, what we do is we look to the contemporary market. to to see what's to see what's happening, you know, and that sort of you know is a sometimes gives you a an inkling of, of what's going on, and I think what may be happening, kind of a, a recent thing I've noticed, is that uh, sort of this outdoor equipment or you know fishing gear or you know apparel or that type of look seems to be kind of happening right now, or it's, it's the onset of it. How important that would be, I don't know. But, you know, the outdoor industry, we show in the outdoor in the outdoor retailer show also. And it's very much like the Western industry. And a lot of the items that we show, like the, uh, the quilted vests and so forth, up, uh, appeal to both, both venues. And so, you know, we've, we've run that course pretty much. I mean, that's been very good to us, the whole quilted look. We were first to come in with that and do, do it in leather. So do I see more of that coming? Yes, that's not over yet. But as far as other trends, I mean, that's pretty much what I see. Okay, and I would I would say when you went to your first WISA show 50-plus years ago, there was not an Internet, there was not websites, there was not social media, uh, there was none of that, which, of course, is very prominent today. How have you integrated and do you continue to watch the best way to leverage those digital technologies in terms of your company? What we did is, I would say we were probably one of the first. You have to, you know, as you know, manufacturers bulk ship. They don't want to ship onesies, twosies. I mean, that's always been the way it's been. And again, I go way back, so I can, I, you know, I can tell you that. But I think ten years ago, I, I started to look at this uh, this whole thing, and, and I said to myself. And by the way, my motto, you'll see it at the bottom of my signature on all my emails. It says, "Think small, and big things will happen." And there's a history behind that, going back to my roots in this thing. But what what we started to do 10 years ago, I believe it was 10 or maybe 12 years ago, is we started drop shipping for our customers. So, you know, the and that's that's one at a time. So we, provide this, we provided the service where no one else wanted to do that. So our customer would sell, our retailer would sell to a consumer, but they didn't have it in stock. So they were a dealer and they carried our goods, but they didn't have a particular size or, or skew or color and size. So we would drop ship it from here, put their name on it. No one would know that we were doing that. We would just do it for them on their behalf. Well, that has turned into a monster here. I mean, because we did it 
and I'm going to say I'm going to say almost first. I, I I can't say that without exception, but we were way at the front of that end deal. And you know, a lot of our smaller retailers love that, and of course, our larger retailers we do that for them also. But they can put our products on their website, and you know, we will handle the dropship on their behalf. So that's been a big thing. And of course, we do have our website. And, you know, one thing I will tell you is that uh, we do not, one of the few uh, manufacturers that do not sell direct to the consumer, we we value our relationship with our dealers. And so we don't, we don't have a website that sells directly, Scully, I mean, to the consumer. Right. So that's something that's sort of a plus. Our dealers like that about us, but yet we're very tech savvy and uh, in our associations with our retailers, with our dealers, in that we help them get set up there with their software and so forth and so on, so they can handle and work with us. And you know, we work on EDI with some of our, our customers. And so, in other words, we're very we're very tech savvy. We have our in-house you know tech department. So we're you know on top of it, but again, we're trying to trying to stay out of the direct consumer relationship. Understood. Listen, I, uh, I thank you and Casey thanks you for spending the time with us. My guess is that in another 113 years, somebody else will be talking to somebody from your company and be talking about how all of that has advanced over the past century because you guys really have established a slightly more than a century long track record of being an outstanding business in a really neat industry. Thanks a lot, Mike and Casey. And I guess I got two sons in the business, so that's the fifth generation. So here we go. So here we go. Okay. Thanks a lot. We do appreciate it. Thanks, folks. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at wisdombyoisa.com. And of course, we'd always like to hear your feedback. There's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.